Hello, this is Javier Ortiz from Helping Kids and in this episode I want to share with you one technique about how to help your kids on anxiety when a specific event is happening. A specific event like an exam, a performance, a game, something like that, that is kind of setting them off and they just really kind of start experiencing these really uncomfortable feelings of just not being able to do it. So let's just start with what happens with, with the parents, with you, with me, with the parents. Um, obviously there is an event, they might be given a role on the school play, or they have an exam, or they got a swimming gala, or whatever it is. Yeah? And you can see the kids just kind of not going into it. You can see the kids just not feeling it, not being enthusiastic, not talking much about it, um, sometimes not revising or not preparing for whatever it is. And, and it's, getting, uh, it's getting on our nerves, if I'm honest. It, I mean, when my daughters were younger and this was happening, it was getting on my nerves. What's happening? What's stopping them? And you work with them and you practice with them, the timetables or the exams or the whatever it is. You practice with them and they know it, but they, you can tell, you can feel it almost somehow as a parent, you will be able to tell. They're not into it. They don't want to do it. They're not enjoying it and they really, not looking forward to it. And from us, from parents, they said, but come on, it's just, it's just a few lines on the school play or it's just another exam, you've done many. What's going on? And it tends to frustrate us. And again, as, as normally happens with these things, the more they are upset, the more we get worried, concerned, confused, the more that we find ourselves without tools to help them um, come out of it. And uh, and the more tension we get on ourselves and then go back to them because the more tension we have, the more they experience. So um, probably you have experienced this. If, if you haven't, you got all my respect. I, uh, I have uh, and I know many people who has and, and that is very, very frustrating. And at the same time, it's so annoying because you want to help your kid. You just don't have the tools. So what is really important is to understand what might be happening in your kid's mind. What's going on? Remember, the behavior is never the problem. There's a belief, there's an idea, there's a thought, there's something that is triggering them into that behavior. And what happens a lot of the times is that they picture in the same, they visualize in themselves failing. I cannot tell you how many times young people doing the exams, the GCSEs, the A-levels, they tell me, I just see myself failing. I see myself going blank on the exam, not knowing what to say. I see myself not being to speak in front of the assembly. I, feel my, I see myself dropping the ball and everybody making fun of me. In a nutshell, they visualizing, they preparing themselves for failure. Almost they predicting failure and they almost making it happen. That picture is so powerful that they just don't want it. And the options that they have is don't do it. That's as far as simple as it is. That's what they do. The less emphasis I put into this, the less I have to think about me failing because that's what they think. So what's the alternative? Now, um, as soon as I share this, you will say that that's obvious, that's simple. Um, but it's as simple as changing the pictures that you have in your mind. Now, athletes, footballers, 
high-level competition people do it all the time. And, and you might think this is far reach, this is just for top performance people, but we do it all the time as well. We visualize ourselves and sometimes we visualize ourselves winning, doing, achieving, and other times we visualize ourselves not doing all that. Uh, so what we need to do, as simple as it sounds, and I'm going to tell you how to go about it, as simple as it sounds, is to create a new picture in the mind. Let me give you a different example. This is how I explain it to many parents and many kids. Um, so imagine that professional actors or actress, yeah? Um, they, they get a, a role and what's the first thing that they do? They read it through. What is the second thing that they do? And by the way, I'm not an actor, but I can assume this is more or less the process that they do. Um, so the second thing that they do is they start memorizing the, the lines and obviously how it plays with everybody else, yeah? So far, so good. That's what kids do before an exam. That's what they do when they practice in whatever it is. But what's the next thing that they do? And they do into rehearsal. They go on the stage and they obviously do on casual clothes. They just do it as a bit of a play. They rehearse, 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 rehearse. And then eventually they do the dress rehearsal, which is the whole lot just before opening day. Yeah. So what's happening there is that they are training the brain, not only the memories of the lines or whatever, they visualize in, they live in what's going to happen on the opening day. So the pictures of them not being able to speak, the pictures of them um, throwing the wrong words, they are gone by repetition and by rehearsal of the, what's happening, what's going to happen. And that's as simple as what I, the technique that I want to share with you. Um, now, we obviously cannot rehearse a swimming gala or we cannot rehearse an exam, not physically, but we can rehearse it in our mind. And that's what I call journey. So, very simple. This technique, you um, obviously talk to your kid and you get them to, to agree to do this technique with you. Yeah? Uh, I normally suggest for parents to guide them first, but then let them do it by themselves. Uh, you do this around 10 to 14 days before an event. You can do it anytime, to be honest, but you can do it 10 to 14 days before an event. Um, you go bedtime, and it doesn't matter if your kid is 16 or 18 or 8, you just allow them that time where they go, and what you do is you just take a bit of the mental role and talk to them and say, okay, now we're going to rehearse from the evening before the event all the way till the end of that event in your head, okay? Uh, you want them to have a, a scale of one, two, three, four, and five, yeah? One is, I'm cool, I'm very calm. Two is, okay, I'm, I'm got a bit of a butterfly, but that's okay. Three is, okay, now I'm getting a bit anxious, excited, slash worried. Four is, okay, now I'm worried, and five is, I'm about to go into meltdown, yeah? So you agree these five-point scales. And, uh, and the next thing that you do, you ask them to just sit down, lay down on the bed, and you go to the evening before. And of course, you don't know everything that's going to happen, but you can have a good guess. And, and you start from the evening before, and you say, okay, you, it's the end of the evening. You got your math exams the next day. Uh, you prepare your school bag. You prepare your uniform. How are you feeling? And they said, well, I'm, I'm okay, and two or three. I said, okay, fine. 
uh, you um, you go to bed, you're about to go to sleep the day before the exam, how are you feeling? And so, well, maybe two and a half, maybe three. And it's okay, anything over two, you say, okay, now I slow down, take a few deep breaths, count down from three to one or from five to one, it doesn't really matter. You just want to give them a few seconds for them to breathe in and breathe out and calm yourself down and let everything go. Yeah, if they need to repeat this two or three times, that's fine, okay? Um, then you go through the night, you sleep through the night, you wake up, how are you feeling? Uh, and they say, well, I'm feeling okay, one, one and a half, fantastic. Um, you get changed, you go for breakfast, how are you feeling? Now, don't ask me why breakfast is a, uh, is a crunch point. I don't know why so many kids tell me that at breakfast time, the worries go up. So they might say three, I say, okay, all, that, all right, that's fine. Sit down in your mind and take a few deep breaths. Breathe in, breathe out, and just notice how your, those numbers are going down from three to two and a half to two and to one, okay? And when they are below two, ideally closer to one than two, yeah? So keep them going down, okay? So, okay, you carry on. You get on the bus, you get on the car, on the train, wherever. You go to the school, school gates, another very important crunch point. How are you feeling? You go through the morning with your classes, then you have your exam at whatever, let's say 12. Um, how are you feeling? And again, every time that goes over two, slow down, breathe in, breathe out, bring it down to when you feel between one and two, okay? Uh, then you go to the exam. Now, this is very important on the exam. I always throw a few spanners on the works. So what I said, you start the exam, you, what is that you're going to do? I'm going to read all through the questions to know which ones I have to start um, first. I said, fine, that's great. You do one question, you do two questions, and then on the third question, or the fourth, or the second, it doesn't matter. Uh, I said, okay, now imagine that the third question, you don't know how to answer it. What happens? How are you feeling? And suddenly you will see this peak. Oh, I'm feeling three, I'm getting concerned. What is that you do? Okay, I slow down, I breathe. They breathe, and then I continue to the next question, and I will make a note to come back to this question later. Fantastic. Okay, carry on. You finish your exam. You go through the last questions that you left blank. You hand your paper. Again, don't ask me why. Well, I think I know this one. Um, when they hand the paper, there's another moment of um, peak. For, not for many, but for some. I think that is because they cannot do anything else. They handed up the paper, there's nothing else they can do, and that creates a bit of concern for them, okay? So they handed up the paper, you go out, you go to the playground, or you go to your friends, or you go to your next class, how are you feeling? Now, what, um, what is important, you don't, you don't have to go very exhaust, 10, 10 steps, 12 steps in this journey from the evening before to the moment they finish, the exam, that's enough. Every time they do it, slow down, take a few deep breaths, calm down, and make sure that you go from wherever, four, three, two, one, you feel calm, and then you continue. So what is that you can expect? What you can expect is two things, frequency and intensity. As you repeat this, what's happening in the mind is they're getting more comfortable with the journey, that, the name that I gave it, 
with the journey that they're living through. They're rehearsing, they know what might happen and they're dealing with it. So it's quite empowering. They know what they need to do. Uh, they know what it might happen. So we are giving them a range of knowledge that they can use. They also know that they can manage their feelings. So frequency and intensity, what happens is as you do this, the frequency of those moments that the excitement or the fear goes up, it will start spacing out. The other thing is that as you do this, the intensity of those moments will come lower. So when, imagine, after breakfast, they were saying, oh, I feel three and a half or four, uh, it will go down to three, it will go down to two and a half. This is, it's very unlikely that they will be eliminated totally, but they will reduce to a manageable level. And that is the, the technique that I call journey. I've, I've used it myself loads of time. I use it with my daughters. I use it with loads of the kids that I support. Um, it takes a bit of time to practice, uh, but it's very simple. And once that they know it, they can do it themselves. Now, the question is why 10 to 14 days? Uh, because chances that you're going to miss a few, but if you give them seven, eight, nine, ten 10 repetitions of that situation, uh, by that time, by the time that they get to the exam, their brain, their mind knows what they're going to find and they, they understand how they can deal with it. So uh, they, they rehearse, basically, they have, rehe they have rehearsed the play and they feel comfortable that they can manage it. And that's all for me. I hope that you like this technique. Very simple, very, very useful. Um, I've used it with adults, with corporate clients, with kids, pretty much every week. Uh, it works very well, but um, have a go. Tell me how it goes. Practice with yourself, practice with your kids. Ask me any question. As you know, comment your feedback, ask questions, and I will get back to you on those comments. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. And thank you very much for watching the videos. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Have a good day. Bye.